0: Hey, everybody, we haven't posted to this feed in a while, because as you may know, uh, we have transitioned away from the Tiny Disc podcast. And right now we've started actually a new podcast on another feed. It's called Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast. And so we are posting the first three episodes from our new show here to this feed just to help you guys kinda on board and come with us to the next show we're doing. Again, that's called Tadaima, A Terrace House Podcast. It's spelled T-A-D-A-I-M-A. And so trust me, I had to practice that a couple times. But anyways, we uh, appreciate you guys and we're looking forward to you joining us on our next venture here. And for, for those that are interested and for those that are not interested, we thank you very much for all of your support for the Tiny Disc Podcast. And we will see you on the other side. Thanks so much.
1: Listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarponito, and I'm joined here by Daily Wilhelm.
2: Do, desu.
1: Jack Zepeda. Hey, everybody. And Colin Sparling.
3: Hi, I live and die by coffee. That's all I am is coffee. I'm made of coffee. You know, the human body is
0: 70% coffee. Uh, I well, certainly mine is.
1: <laughs> I think
0: you'd be. Dead. I'm, uh, yeah, He's I'm assuming that you're beans. probably on your second coffee by now, right, Colin? Uh, at least at
1: my first, I'm I'm doing my first. Yikes. Already, that's so. gross. Uh, so on today's episode of Tadaima, we're going to be doing a deep dive on the hosts, on the f- the six panelists that intercut the episode and give us their amazing thoughts on boobs a lot of the time really like there's a lot of that <laughs> i mean oh, you're not fight. lying <laughs> but oh, yeah sometimes over a and over little again.
2: uncomfortable but simultaneously i think it's important information guys
1: yeah just like the <laughs> truth it spills out central uh, to the storyline <laughs> <of Tara's house. laughs> uh so yeah we're gonna do a deep dive on them uh if you don't know they're actually pretty famous people in japan who have done things beforehand like this isn't their debut by any means, and uh, Jack and Colin have just done amazing amounts of research, and they're going to elucidate. Yeah, so much. Yeah, elucidate yeah, all of that empirical, yeah, information to us. So I'm gonna turn it over to you two. Fight for the mic.
3: All right. Do you uh do you want to go first, Jack? No, I want you to go first. You want me to go first? Yep. Okay. So after after doing you know absurd amounts of research, as in IMDb pages. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I looked into uh for, first off Baba Zono, who is the host that sits all the way to your left. She usually she's usually very stylish. There's been quite a few times where she wears like uh a lot of crew necks from like American universities. She 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 was rocking an Ohio State sweatshirt one day. Shout yes. out to my alma mater. Uh yeah. But um a lot of people refer to her as I believe we're talking about it but like as being very quiet, right? She's like the quiet host. She doesn't talk a whole lot. Yeah, and she kinda doesn't yeah and kind of thinking back of uh, with all the terrace house that i've seen she yeah she definitely does not talk very much um i can't honestly think of a really notable quote from her or anything like that i
1: mean can you guys well i do remember when she speaks it's usually a pretty good stinger i just don't remember like it's not memorable but it's kind of like yeah. oh you're right kind of
3: stuff yeah i remember like maybe once or twice where she came in pretty hot with like a sick burn or something it's just like oh zing that sort of deal um but like going basically going through uh the list of the stuff that she's uh, acted in before terrace house there's a lot of stuff and the uh, common trend you're going to notice here when as we talk about these hosts is it's a lot of stuff that's exclusive to japan that you're not like no one really outside of japan is going to know um Unless you're like VPNing over there or whatever. And and the, the funny thing is, too, is there's just not a whole lot on Google about any of these shows either. Um, so I think that just kind of comes with the territory. But to name a couple. Uh, so they, there's one called Good Partner, The Invisible Lawyer. And I'm really curious if that's actually about an invisible lawyer. <laughs> is she the invisible lawyer?
2: I would watch this. Yeah.
3: I wouldn't yeah. turn it off immediately yeah and then uh trouble is my business too don't
0: know if there's a one <laughs> i love the names of japanese <laughs> media yeah i really they have a true talent and if something doesn't have doki doki in it <laughs> doki my, question, my doki. question is why
3: actually as soon as you said that i looked at a one called uh, soda doka ni Iko. there you go yeah um but then one of the one of the common trends i found on on some of these imdb pages is a show called Gakincho rock um I don't know if you so, you've you found that at all, Jack, but I've noticed that uh, at least Baba Zono and uh, Tokui, who is uh, the male host, I believe, just right, of Baba Zono, if I remember correctly. Is that sitting right on, yeah. Yeah, sitting yes. on the floor. Yeah, sitting on the floor. They were in that show together. Ah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that had a hand in whether or not they got on the show together
0: or uh, on Terrace House, rather. Mm. Um, but did you see that, that show in any of the credits for you, Jack? No, I I mean, I was, uh, okay. yeah, I wasn't, I was focusing just very uh, secondarily on the shows they were in and stuff. So, so let me ask you, do you have anything like in terms of vital statistics on Bob Zona? Like, is she the middle in age of the females on the panel? That's just how I perceive her in my head, but I don't know if that's uh, true or not.
3: I, I, she definitely like looks a little bit younger than, than a couple of the people on there. I would say, yeah, I would say saying uh, like middle aged. of of the group is a pretty fair statement.
0: Though I can't sit there and be like, yeah, she has, oh, this is a Babazono moment. You know, I just think she's very kind of measured and rational and reasoned in her responses and in her analysis of what's going on. And she doesn't, she's not very outspoken. But she adds a lot that her laughter and her smile kind of add a lot to the comedy. Like, I feel like when she's laughing and smiling, like I'm laughing and I'm smiling, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, I, yeah. She definitely like outwardly enjoys herself. And I, that definitely adds to it. There's something to
3: be said about that. Um, yeah. But but kind of uh, going into Tokui stuff. Uh, tokui is a pretty well-known, uh, like well-known for comedy in Japan. And uh, like, again, there's not a whole lot of stuff that we're going to know uh, outside of Japan uh, other than Terrace House um, But some of my favorites that I've read through is uh, It's not that I can't get married I just don't do it
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a stand-up special? Because it sounds like him <laughs> Yeah, yeah a-
3: a- Actually, it's a TV miniseries hmm. It's funny, okay Yeah um, And Impossible Love And then obviously uh, another uh, Gakincho Rock And then there's another one called YYY But it's like WAI Ah, yeah, and it's a it was a TV series. Um but for the most part like yeah, just uh, like a lot more exclusive stuff in uh from Japan. Tokui is uh definitely like an older uh an older guy in the group. He was born in 1975, so that makes him what, like 43 years old. Yep. Um but he's also like he's a pretty big pop culture icon uh like uh, he even makes references uh, during the commentary in the show where they're like, oh, yeah, there's like billboards of him or like, you know, people stop him in the street. So he's obviously explosively popular in Japan.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering if he had um, any writing credits because he does those long drawn out like and then they would do this and then they would look at each other. Yes. Yeah, and then tears yeah, would well up in their some, eyes.
3: He's got some improv. Uh, so, uh, either that. Yeah. Or writer experience. He's got some sort of experience there that allows him to just
1: throw that stuff out there it's really impressive yeah i'd figure for that for me comes maybe oh, go ahead from his comedy background because you know there's a lot of comedians that were like more than half of your stand-up routine is telling a story mm-hmm. right and and he kind of evokes that same kind of talent where even though he's playing with like two or three characters in a scene you can still tell when he's playing a different character you know like when the way he talks the way he moves the way he emotes
0: yeah, for sure. His storytelling is definitely the biggest value add I think that he brings to the whole experience in the group. I he no one quite I just don't I don't know where he gets like this imagination like paint these images. So like the part where he was talking about Noah and Amayu that storyline was hilarious that situation where he's like look at the clock and then it'll paint down and noah's tied up and it's <laughs> yeah. three in the morning <laughs> like that whole thing right like yeah i was like la- i was like almost on the verge of tears like laughing at how funny that scenario was but i i also love where he'll sometimes get embarrassed he'll get called out by the females on the panel too and he'll be like yeah, I guess I am a little too worried about this 22-year-old girl's love life and I'm 43 or whatever. He's like, wow, is that really the kind of guy that <laughs> like questions yeah. himself?
3: But it's yeah, really funny. And I love just how like outspoken he is, But he and he's just really honest. Between, I believe, him, you, and Yama, they're probably the most vocal out of the group, I would have to say. And I, I often think that Tokui comes across as a little bit of the ringleader. I feel like He's kind of leading the commentary a lot of the times. Every most of the time when they come back to the commentators, I'm expecting him to be leading the discussion.
0: Interesting. He he tends to have one of the first reactions. I mean, you'll see him like pulling out his earbuds. Are like, oh, I can't believe that happened. You know, I never thought of it that way though. In terms of like a hierarchy, like who is the leader of the panel? I I, always thought of them kind of like flat in a way. Right. I I mean.
3: I wouldn't say like he's the clear cut leader, but I feel like he does lead quite a few of the discussions when they do cut to the hosts. Interesting. Yeah.
1: If we're talking about leading, I think it's you and Tokui that lead the most, I guess, in depth, like actual analysis armchair analysis of the people. Um, but it's kind of nice that even though they get analytical, they can still play ball very well. Like once Yama starts like rolling the ball about making jokes, Those two are at bat and they always score a home run. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm going to talk about it later
3: on the Yama channel. (laughs) 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 So, uh, Jack, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about
0: the people? Yes. And so I was uh, taking over kind of doing research on uh, Tori Chan, one of my favorite uh, members of the panel. And so. Her name is, and I'm going just like full disclosure here. I'm going to butcher pretty much every Japanese pronunciation here, so uh, prepare your ears for that. So, Reina Reina Trendle or Tori Chan is a fashion model. She sits on the central couch there, kind of to the right of you. And did we skip over you? Well, I was, I was just on it to you. I was going to come back to her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so should I go and keep discussing Trendle or? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, yeah. So um, the way. Yeah. And so she's basically known as like a model, an actress, Torrento in uh, Japanese, which is basically someone who is a talent. And essentially it's someone who's famous for being famous which I think is interesting. And there are a few people like that, it, it parallels uh, and analogs in American culture, but I feel like it, it's more prevalent in Japanese uh, pop culture anyways, to have people that are just famous just because they're famous. You know, they were in one thing one time, and then they expand out, and that's kind of how they're known, just for kind of being on these kind of panels and being on these like kind of cooking variety shows, etc.
1: So you're so anyways, so, she's a Ryan Seacrest type?
0: Kind of in a way. I mean, because she's so... Um, her talents are so spread out across different things, right? So she's not really like pigeonholed as one thing. So I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah. So so Tori-chan is what I like to call her. That's what they typically call her. Um, But she was born in Vienna, Austria. Her father's German. Her mother's Japanese. Uh, She also has a sister named Luna. She was born in 1992, January 23rd. So she's 26 now, living in Tokyo. And um, she's been active with uh terrace house pretty much i think from the beginning um she does take some breaks from here and there just for business and it's kind of like a scheduled thing it's always funny when tour chant isn't there because that's tends to be when uh the other members of the panel seem to misbehave a little bit more and get a little bit more raunchy <laughs> so she's kind of like she's the youngest female at least I, I think she's the youngest female on the panel and she seems to be the one that people want to behave for the most <laughs> yeah I yeah they they, they they uh
3: make her out to be like the quote-unquote pure one i guess she like is. like oh we yeah we don't want to uh we don't want to you know
0: ruin her purity so to speak right which and she has like that's what makes it so interesting right when she does come up with a um reaction or a reflection on the scenario that you don't necessarily expect right i think that that's pretty interesting because she does have like a little bit of an evil streak in her a little bit. It starts oh, it to come totally out does. here and there. Yeah. But she is like, I guess like her uh, typecast is she's like the innocent, pure, you know, uh, uh, noble woman that uh, you know don't say anything too too uh, too gross around her, and she does tend to um, give side eyes to the guys when they do get a little bit out of line. But again, like I said, she has that little bit of an evil streak in her, and it, it's always interesting when that comes out. So she's one of my favorite uh, people on the panel, actually.
3: Yeah, one of my. Yeah, I believe like, one of us posted in our chat some while while ago. But she was actually she was actually in a movie not that long ago, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It was like some zombie movie or something. Yeah, right? she does like mainly horror movies. I don't have any uh, off the uh, like to reference right now, but she has been a bunch of movies and yeah, some of them are like zombie related. I mean, it, it's pretty funny. I, for some, whatever reason, zombie movies in Japanese schools is basically like its own genre. There's just so many of those or or any kind of a genre where high school kids are. Shooting themselves or killing each other Or all kinds of stuff like that Like gun violence in Japanese schools is a movie thing It's a fantasy
1: Not so much the case in the US But uh, yeah Just overall in Japanese media Like Almost anything Mm -hmm. happens in a high school yeah, yeah. There's there's so much like superheroes, but in high school. Compulsive gamblers, but yeah. in high school.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah. also, I mean, even in their commercials on TV, there's they will just straight up show high school kids shooting machine guns to sell a cell phone game. Yep, it's like a normal thing on a Saturday morning. Yeah. So.
1: And I, I just wanted to speak to you mentioning her, her like she's both innocent, but also has an evil streak. Like my favorite moments with her are when she does give the side eye, especially to like Yama or Tokui, because they're getting a little mm. too raunchy because yeah. that's like the perfect mix of like, she's scolding them for spoiling the innocent child, but she's also the innocent child. You know, it's like this weird dynamic where it's like, you can't talk about that shit in front of me. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, I- you guys are
3: so
0: gross.
1: So, that's yeah. what it that
0: sounded like in English. I something. can't remember. I can't remember what season it was, but someone just brought up like the word meat, and then like I don't know. There was like a double entendre there, and she was like starting to turn red and stuff. It was, it was like if, if like someone was just saying the word moist a lot. Oh, something no, like no. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, most people don't like that word. I've I've uh no. I've calloused my soul to that word, so it doesn't affect me anymore. <laughs> I think uh, I there was, I said it one time at, at work and, and someone's
3: like, yeah, every time someone says that word, I just think of cake. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that works okay. for me. Sure. All right. um So I'm going to go ahead and talk about
0: you. Yes. um You, the me, why no, no, you talk, talk about you.
3: You're talking about you? me. You, you, you? I'll talk
1: about you Wait, and who? me. Who? <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. All right. So guys, we uh, can't make that joke for the next year. Okay. We blew it now sorry yeah we that <laughs> was it that was the one that was the one shot we blew it who we talk uh, about <laughs>
3: uh so i wanted to talk about babazona and tokui to kind of together since i had that kind of connection in Gokincho rock but i want to come back to you because she's one of the uh, she's has an interesting career and it's it's reading through it it's very reminiscent to apala abdul to me um because she was like a big singer songwriter in the 80s she had uh like uh a big single as a solo artist called Chotodake. Dake. Um, and then in I think 1988, she formed her uh, pop group called Fairchild, um, which somewhere in the depths of the internet, we were able to find a music video from that time. And it was uh wild. If you know Vaporwave aesthetic, that's like Vaporwave <laughs> aesthetic before Vaporwave was a thing. Um, and there's a strange amount of garbage in that music video. And I mean that literally. Literal garbage. <laughs> yeah, literal yeah. trash bags. Bags. And yeah. um, But yeah, and then uh, apparently from there, she's starred in a lot of uh, TV shows. Um, Not not much for movies, it seems too much. Um, Except for Nobody Knows, which was apparently she got uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actress uh, in in 2005 at the Japanese Academy Awards. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, she played uh, an absent mother role. Uh, But I think... I mean, that's I think that was like her biggest role she's ever taken. Um, But I think she's mostly known for her music because it seems to take up a lot of uh, the articles and stuff that I've read about her. I actually she didn't actually start starring in movies until about
1: the
0: mid aughts. Yeah, you You know, know, before that was on music. You know, I, I, I guess that if you had to say someone was the de facto leader of the panel, I guess you'd have to say it's you just because she's the f- first voice you hear for every episode of Terrace House. That's fair. She's As She true. says Kanban Wa. She does the whole spiel at the beginning, describing what the show is, what it's going to be, what we're going to see. And so she is kind of the Leonardo to their Ninja Turtles.
2: I didn't realize Leonardo was the leader, so what? now I know uh, something new.
0: You know what? You would have known that had you listened to my Ninja Turtles rap, so pending. Episode just, 21 of the Tiniest Podcast. Check it. <laughs> yeah, just just be thankful you weren't there for that. Please <laughs> tell me that that's an actual the episode number. It is, because that was Oh my the, gosh, she knew that? <laughs> no, because it was the, the episode we did to Drunk Cast, because we turned 21. Okay. All right, we might have to revisit that. Anyways, yes, yeah, so listen to Ninja Turtle raps daily, and you'll understand the hierarchy- the tyrannical patriarchy of the super of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs>
1: tyrannical
3: oh <my. laughs> patriarchy.
2: As compared to you being the tyrannical leader of the hosts on Terrace. Who me? <laughs>
3: Sorry, Leonardo, yes, the patriarch of the Ninja Turtle clan. <laughs> <laughs> some that's some like yakuza shit
0: right there. So, so to throw the ball back to you though, seriously, daily, like, what are some of your thoughts on on you, the the woman? Yeah,
2: on the, yeah, couch? you, not you, <laughs> yeah. you. I love you. Um, She's great. No, she definitely feels like the leader in that, A, she is the first voice that you hear. But B, I feel like whenever anyone's going on a tangent, she is the one that kind of shuts it down or encourages it to go further. Um, People seem to kind of defer to her ruling in a way. Um, But even though she like seems to be kind of more on the side of like she'll allow kind of raunchy things to go i feel like she's the most balanced take on things in that she's on both sides of the spectrum where she's like wants to protect tori Chen's like innocence mm-hmm. and has that view of like well no i think a girl would be thinking this but also allowing you know yama and tokui to be weird um But she does bring in like experience, I think, is part of it. And I think that's a huge part of the value to the hosts on Terrace House because like they have the experience of going through love and friendships and breakups and kind of bringing their own thoughts into that.
3: Totally. And I think that um, her and uh, you and Tokui, rather, they are always the ones that at least i find personally i echo a lot of reactions that i have to things that happen in the show like it's funny when they cut to like the hosts and then uh use this like kawaii and like just like really into what's happening and then they cut to like their reactions of like certain events and like toku will jump out of his seat or you'll be like oh my gosh you'll like flinch because something just happened like crazy in the show i definitely feel like they're they're like uh uh what's what's the word i'm looking for kind of like the The uh, key for like from the audience, like they
0: echo a lot of our reactions.
1: They're like the thought leaders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good good way to put it. To me, you is definitely the funniest of all of the females. She definitely is not scared to get raunchy, especially when we're talking about soap sticks and just having fun and laughing. Like, she's hilarious to me. She doesn't care anymore. Like you said, she brings a ton of life experience to her commentary, and she has kids, and she's kind of, you know, kind of been there, done that, and she's kind of over it. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate um, that. And I I, I also just love her sense of humor, too. So I, I just... I, I really uh, value you know kind of her take on things. probably the most of all the all the uh, females, I think.
1: Yeah. Me. And one thing that I just find really interesting is I mean, like because this show has for the most part been very uh, very heterosexual, right? It's very like male female get together. So it's kind of nice that you have the older female you and then the older male uh, Tokui where they both kind of like provide that the aspects of like what's a man like in a relationship what's a woman like in a relationship because that's a great way to get over that that pretty consistent hump of you know like men are from mars women are from venus like they're never going to understand each other so at least let's have two experienced people that have been on both sides of that coin see what they say on the show
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I guess we should probably continue on down the uh, the couch there, and we already talked about Tori Chan, so we're going to skip over her in the fourth position. We're going to skip all the way to the fifth chair, the rotating fifth chair. It's kind of a famous position within the panel of Terrace House, uh, within the pantheon of the of the show's history, and so this is a person that's usually sitting on the floor uh, to the right of Tori Chan, if you're looking, and it's typically filled with a young male idol that is popular at the time of the airing of the episodes <clears throat> and so um, again this is someone who doesn't generally talk very much they kind of draw they're kind of more of the quieter seat if I'm recollecting correctly and so uh, I where I have information is basically from boys and the girls next door all the way up to opening new doors so this has been occupied about about by about four different idols uh for episodes 26 through 98 of boys and girls next door it was occupied by hiromi tosaka and then for episodes 1 through 18 of boys and girls in the city it was uh occupied by uh yumu mochizuki <laughs> gems here and then, doing, doing great doing great yeah. hey man hey give me credit here and then for episodes 19 through 46 kentaro my my boy kantaro was probably if i had to rank them my favorite of the fifth chair people kantaro was the bomb i thought he just brought the most to it um he seemed the less timid the less shy and had the best takes and so for aloha state he continued on uh, for episodes one through th- 36 kantaro that boy and then now we're on with uh episodes one through the present here of opening new doors the fifth position is shono hayama and so Really, they're uh, typically in their early, or late teens, I should say, to early 20s is about as old as they get. Anywhere from, uh, again, like age 18 to 21. I think uh, Kintaro was 21. And uh, yeah, they've been in just various movies uh, and uh, music ventures. And so some of the, some of the movies here to uh, reference here. Harumi uh, Tosaka was a vocalist for the dance group uh, Jaisal Brothers from Exile Tribe and he um is a singer and actor and so uh mochizuki is from is known for uh, solomon's perjury in 2015 and uh here's another one here we go kamisama no wadachi in 2018 these are some intense names. They I mean, hey, the, everything in Japanese is, is intense sounding to me. So, yeah, I mean like like
3: what was it Solomon's perjury? That's like
0: like some edge right there. I know okay. dude, I know. Yeah. I know it's like to that a band. Yeah, yeah, is it like a, a legal drama or what, you know? So, it, okay, Exile Tribe. <laughs> like damn. Yeah, so um Kentaro, uh he was on Lock on Love, thicker than water and Demikin. And Shono Hayama um, looks a little bit too much like Yudai for me yes. to... Yes.
1: Yeah. I think I know, <laughs> I comfortable know who you're talking about. This. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so he's known for After the Rain, four-season story, Japanese girls never die, which is
1: the you best. Yeah. It's funny. When you mentioned his name, I couldn't really... like. I've seen all of Opening You Doors, and I couldn't put a face to the name. And then when you said he yeah. looks a little like Yudai, know, I was like, oh, yeah... That yes guy. <laughs> a little bit too <laughs> much
0: guy. yeah i didn't i i was only it only occurred to me when i was doing research for yeah, this though and, so.
3: and yeah the people jack or, jack is talking about i i it's nice when they do speak up because they they usually do a pretty good job in in rooting uh like basically a lot of the romance that happens they they give the hot takes from a, a young perspective which is I, i'm assuming while they're there um, so, and, 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 that's, that's always interesting because sometimes you have situations where, where like Tokui and you, right. They have like this very like long and drawn out, like explanation for why so-and-so thing happened. And then the younger guy's just like, nah, it's cause of this. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because I think they are there to give that, you know, young male perspective. And that's oftentimes what's causing, you know, conflict or excitement in the show is because it's like, what is that guy thinking? Right. They don't always speak up in order to communicate. Oh, this is what they're probably thinking. And I wonder if that's just because the dynamic between the rest of the regular hosts is always so already so well established that they feel like mm. maybe uncomfortable to intrude into that. Right. Mm.
1: And you know, I I'll say that because of how quiet the fifth chair generally is, they're usually my least favorite person, you know, of the panel just cause I, right. I always forget about them. Oh, ding, ding.
2: <laughs> Moshi, Moshi. You won the prize.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, is that, is that a, like a, Hierarchy kind of thing, you know. I'm not. I'm not, like Is sure. that a cultural in my, in my, kind my, of thing? Why it, it could quiet. be. It
3: could be a cultural thing, I, and I'm sure Daly will have more to say on this. But I think it's because he's younger that it's like a respect thing. He doesn't want to speak out of turn. Daly can. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, no. I, I definitely think yeah. that's
2: kind of a kind of the the situation because even like I think all the younger folks on the panel don't speak up near as much as the older members and part of that is because it's like you're kind of deferring to your elders. Um, and simultaneously, you know, like he's maybe not in the most comfortable of places. Like uh, everyone there has like some comedy experience or at least experience with each other. So it's harder to speak up.
0: Yeah. And with comedy comes improvisation, right. And analysis. And looking at the world kind of differently, not so much a skill that you develop in idle singing. Yeah. You can't you know, just sing acting. on the panel and get, get away with it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe I, there would be a certain demographic be looking for that, but yeah. not me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Jack why don't you take us home and tell us all about that last man on the panel Okay oh man I I love this guy Where do we go (laughs) from here And
0: So this is the panel member that I, I, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing But I personally identify With this person the most so Ryota oh no. yamasoto he's a mm. comedian. He's got a YouTube channel, channel Yama, and he's on the rightmost of the panel. So if you're looking at them, he's the guy all the way on the right on the floor with the glasses. He typically has some really poppin' fashion going on, some really loud shirts, collar shirts, and and he don't give an f. And he's just there to watch the whole world burn, essentially. And he wants yep. to introduce chaos and just all he cares about is his own entertainment and making sure that it is high at all times and nothing boring happens and at anyone's expense uh, on the show. And so I hate to say it, but like he he keeps things very interesting. And so I do identify with like, you know, keeping keeping the ball rolling, I guess, so to speak. So he's a comedian. He's a narrator and a radio personality. Uh, he's known for being a member of the comedy duo Nankai Candies with uh, Shozuya Yamazaki. And they reference Nankai Candies a lot, actually, uh, on the show, as, as you'll see in the episodes. So he's also well known uh, with the nickname Yamachan. And so uh, Yamachan, he's also a graduate of the 22nd class uh, Osaka branch uh, school for new star creations. It's a school for comedians. So that's kind of like a thing like, wait, they have a comedian school now. I didn't even realize that was a thing apparently like i thought you just kind of like grew up like with a messed up life and then became a comedian i know like <laughs> yes. you know what i mean like with That's a lot of pain and, and heartbreak and like you're just a s- tortured soul and so you just had comedy as your defense mechanism and then you yeah i thought you'd be jewish to be a comedian hey but, hey,
1: hey some people think things so um no just, <laughs> i mean so I, I get that though right because like i mean yeah sure having a fucked up life really does help with comedy but uh you need to be able to tell a story well right there's still a lot of skills that go into being a comedian
0: yeah, yeah i totally. mean no no doubt it just was interesting to me. i was like wait they have comedian schools okay i mean they have a school for everything i just feel like maybe this is a stereotype but I, when i tend to think about japanese culture i just tend to think of them as highly educated so of course why would they not have a school for everything right I mean, why would they not have a there's course acting for schools there's a lot of people go to yeah. there's like acting schools are really popular here i would say that's kind of the equivalent or the closest thing rather yeah. The last bullet point fact I had on uh Yamachan is that he's known as an avid idol lover and supporter. He's often appeared as the MC of AKB48's program. So that's a Japanese idol group and he's like kind of high on them. So uh, like I said though, he is kind of the joker of the panel where he just wants to introduce chaos at all turns and he keeps things interesting and he definitely adds a ton, maybe the most to the comedy relief on the entire uh panel for me anyways i just really identify with him so daily you said oh no when i said that what can you extrapolate on
1: that
2: because he does want to watch the world burn he's there for the drama which (laughs) i'll admit sometimes i'm there for but if there's something like happy like with a very clear resolution happening he's like i want them off the show I want
3: them off the show. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they're boring. Just get them off the show. Why Why
1: are they there? I'll be honest, though. I love it because that's still that's unfortunately kind of the reality of reality TV, right? Is that like, I mean, I guess daily you don't know this because you haven't seen Boys and Girls in the City, but there's a time where a couple is like a couple and they're just still on the show for a long time. And right. I got so bored because <laughs> they're
0: like... And it wasn't a good relationship either.
1: Well, that too. But I mean, it was it's just boring. like there was no drama to it. It's just kind of like, well, I guess they're they're happy i guess cool well they're happy
0: i
3: guess yeah what was interesting about
1: that relationship
0: (laughs) was that it was really weird it was kind of like that movie cube i don't know if you guys ever seen that that Mm. horror movie but it's kind of like when they became a couple in the house then this like algorithm opened up this secret locked door in the house (laughs) and they both go into it and they just live in that room now that no one knew existed (laughs) Don't yeah, that sound you know, weird, Daily? <laughs> I yeah, see your face right now. But... I
2: feel like I'm being punked right now. No, I'm dead serious, right guys? Like, is this something yeah. that really happens? Yeah, yeah like they become really
0: a couple, now, oh now there's a couple. <laughs> like
1: yeah,
0: a there's just a in room Zelda. <laughs> that no one told us about for the rest of the series. <laughs> and that's where they go and have
1: their their sexy time. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, this is a wholesome show. They don't they don't sex,
2: right? <laughs> What's a what's what's, what's uh, a sex? I Dude, mean, from episode my one, you're like, they bang. <laughs> on, that right. I know from opening new doors, <laughs> they do.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, look forward to that, Taylor. <laughs> yeah.
2: I guess. But I, yeah. I,
3: on the subject of uh, Yama, he uh, definitely has the hot takes. He's always, almost always playing devil's advocate. And, yeah. I mean, what he is he always says some some crazy ass like
0: out out there shit a lot of the times i mean if, one of the best quotes for me is just basically when again tori chan is gone on business as she is wont to do and they start getting really raunchy and like it even becomes too and Yamachan is like one of the primary drivers of the raunchy discussion and discourse and even it gets a little bit too raw for him so he just proceeds to scream tori John! Yeah. <laughs> like help us <laughs> <Tony
1: John! laughs> we're losing it and like that's i just when i think of him i just think of him screaming tori-chan yeah and <laughs> he's also really great at playing with tokui like i, I think of the scene yeah. this is especially recent in opening your doors with uh shohei calling the church and just the exchange between tokui <laughs> yes. and yama is just like yeah hi i'd like to reserve a church yeah i don't care <laughs>
0: yeah we don't <laughs> yeah. care nobody cares it's a public, yeah it's a public domain we don't have a package for this yeah well
1: literally another part yeah, that like, i was it.
0: almost down to tears like yeah, laughing yeah. So hard. yeah like, yeah. Yama so great. Has
1: some of the best parts and while he can maybe be seen as like a negative downer i think that he adds like a good voice to the show that the others don't like he's definitely a unique person like i don't think terrace house would be the same if he were replaced by someone else mm
0: i couldn't imagine the show without him he's one of those he's one of those pillars right fifth chair come and go okay fair enough but i think Yamachan absolutely is one of the uh staples on the show that if he was gone i I don't know where my interest level would be so yeah i agree totally with what you said yeah yeah for sure and i think there's something to be said too like i think for the most part the producers of
3: terrace house have done a hell of a job like balancing out this cast of hosts for this show you know what i mean i feel like it's just really well balanced like you you basically get generally most of the perspectives you would want out of a commentary. You know what I mean? You get the devil's advocate. You get the guy that's riffing on it. You get the, the you know, Boba who's given the the hot takes every once in a great while adds a stinger on there and then you get the pure <laughs> one. And then, yeah, I mean, you just get so many awesome perspectives from it that I think it just, it really adds to the, a
0: lot of dimension to the show. Yeah. Boba Zona for me, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this when we were bringing her up originally, but she kind of serves as like, a platform for which Tokui exacts like weird comedic interactions with. Like she's like the straight man and Tokui's like the goofball and he's like punching her or jabbing her and yeah. seeing her react to him together. So I think they work really well together as a duo. And that might Yeah, come and from I think that experience. comes from them knowing each other for so long. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a big brother, little brother, or little sister kind of thing, right, or vice right. versa.
1: Um, I want to end the show with one final question around the table. We've talked about all six of the hosts, well, I guess, five plus four which one is your favorite and I'm gonna start with daily
2: oh man I got it. that's hard that's like picking your favorite child which I can easily do it's you um hey thank you (laughs) it's me
3: (laughs) it's me no
2: it's you (laughs) um no you is again also like she's just like such a balanced take but at the same time she says the kind of like snide comments that i feel like i want out of the show because everyone wants to be pretty optimistic about things but sometimes she'll be like oh no he's only thinking with his downstairs brain or like even like kind of raunchy stuff like that um and it kind of surprised me at first because I was like, I thought this show was like going to be entirely pure and they're just talking <laughs> about feelings. No, we're going to get real. And I feel oh, like yeah. you is the one that will be the first to get real about what people are actually thinking and feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack,
0: who's your favorite? Like I said, man, it's got to be Yamachan. He I just I just uh, he has a lot of spice to the conversation and he just makes me laugh. And so I even, even it's kind of like he's the villain, too. On the panel, and so he's you know he's the uh, the victim or the receiving end of a lot of uh, Tori Chan's side eye, like we were discussing earlier. So seeing the dichotomy of Tori Chan's innocence and Yamachan's cynicism, I guess is the best way to describe it. is a really good interaction for me. So he to me is the one I identify with the most. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but but I love that guy. Yeah, Colin. And good good glasses, oh. by the way. Good frames.
3: Yeah, it, that, it kind of looks similar to your glasses, I think. Now that I think about it. Do you have similar glasses? I think you do. <laughs> anyway, um, my favorite is probably Tokui because I think, uh, a lot like you, he is kind of balanced. He's not afraid to talk about what's happening emotionally in the show, right? He's like, yeah, this is just like my summers of youth and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he reminisces his old past and is very nostalgic. Um, but at the same time, he's not afraid to like crack a lot of jokes. And then uh, like one minute, he could be talking about being all serious about feelings and the next minute. he's talking all about boobs. Yep. Like <laughs> he's all he just gets about ridiculous. boobs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Um But yeah, I just think that he's just really fun on the show. And
1: he does a lot of awesome improv parts, especially with like Yama and you. Yeah. My favorite is all of them. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I do Aww, like all of them. Oh, it's like but, boo. Boo. This uh, man. But actually, I really like the dynamic that Tori-chan brings to the show. Cause I mean, mm. she doesn't really say many things that are like, oh, that's memorable, that's a that's a good zing, right? But she create like just by her presence, right? She creates this atmosphere where it kind of permeates through the whole discussion. Like even mm. when, you know, uh, you and Yama and uh, Tokui go on crazy, like boobs and dicks, am I right? Like, Whoa. they still always come around to, oh, but we shouldn't, we should stop. We're spoiling the innocent child. We're, we're sullying toy chums. Right. And, and she just... always has that look of just like blushing super hard and kind of like, I'm so uncomfortable, you know, and it's like C- covering her mouth, smiling. Yeah. And yeah. so, so it's like, even when she doesn't say anything, she's always still there being extremely present, which that's hard to do, right? It's hard to be a personality without saying a lot. But the entire, pays, oh, sorry, the, the entire
0: panel pays. Sorry, the entire panel pays a lot of attention to her reaction. Yes. I feel like everyone's very concerned with Tori John in the room when she's there. It's funny,
1: right? Uh, I think that does it for us on this episode of Tadaima. Now you know a lot more about the hosts, and now those five-minute segments when they talk, you've got a little bit more, a little more in depth, a little more understanding of the people behind the voices. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Tadaima, please feel free to review us on iTunes. It helps out a lot. We have launched just today. Um, be excited because on Thursday this week, we're gonna be publishing a pretty quick recap of parts one through three of Opening New Doors. And we're gearing up for part five, ladies and gentlemen. Opening New Doors Part Five is dropping on Netflix very soon, December 18. Get excited, because we are. Yes. Woo! This has been Tadaima. Thanks for listening.
2: You can email us at questions at TerraceHousePodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at TadaimaGram, on Twitter at TadaimaPod, and check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Tadaima, a Terrace House Podcast.